Good morning, Crashing Up family, and welcome to another segment of the newsletter called Friday Features. Over the course of each week, I'll be interviewing some of the smartest, most innovative minds I can find, and we'll share our conversations with you here every Friday. And today's guest hails from London in the United Kingdom. He's the founder of Syncify, a social podcasting app that enables users to listen to their favorite podcasts and audiobooks with their friends. He's also the host of the Growth Mindset Podcast, where he interviews incredible individuals all over the globe, sharing their insights and lessons on how their mindset has helped them live more fulfilling lives. And Sam and I met probably, I'd say, in January, where he interviewed me for his podcast. And afterwards, we were talking, and I think the idea of Syncify came up, and it was just this small idea. So it's great to see how it's progressed since then. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce Sam Harris. Sam, thanks for taking the time. Really excited to dive into it. Thanks a lot, man. So, yeah, it's been a fun eight months or so since we last spoke. It's nice to see that you've been growing in things. And yeah, um, went from like maybe idea, perhaps I'll work on this to like, oh my God, this is my life now. This is all I do. Definitely. <laughs> um, sure. Yeah, intense. So, I know when we last spoke, you were talking me through your entrepreneurial journey before Singify. Mm. I know you've had a couple businesses and ventures that you've been involved in. Um, can you first talk a bit about those and then how you got the idea for Syncify? Sure. So I was running, when I went to university, I uh, had like a load of business. Um, yeah, I, I submit like a bunch of different business plan ideas, so like some competitions and um, ended up going with this one for like a logistics company. Uh, this was back like before Deliveroo or um, uh, those kind of things. And ended up running that kind of cycle logistics, including like delivery style stuff around the university and um, the whole city and things. And I kind of took off really well over four years. And whilst I was doing that, I kind of got quite semi-lonely because of all my friends were partying and doing fun stuff. And I was just working all night. And I kind of had the idea for Syncify then in terms of just um, being on Spotify and things and being able to like see what your friends listen to at the same time, but actually kind of being able to have like more listen parties and sort of like control each other's stuff and sort of be in the same kind of world. Uh, just because you connect digitally and experience the same things, but you couldn't, um, like I couldn't be doing what my friends were doing as such. Uh, I then sold that business, did a bunch of different other things, um, got more into tech, worked for an AI startup for a while, uh, learned to code, ran like a, a code consultancy for a while, building some apps. Started like a, a lot of different business ideas, some successfully, some kind of, sort of worked, but I decided I didn't want to do them. And some just kind of failed spectacularly, uh, uh, including the Big Wave Mindset podcast. That's been going well, at least. Um, getting to meet fun people like you. And then about three years ago, when I was in New Zealand, I, um, I tried listening to books with a friend so that we just listen at the same time. And then like, at the end of each chapter, you could just discuss. And, and it was just really interesting that you read a book normally and you just can't, you just don't have any of the insights from someone else. Like you get to the end of a chapter, all you know is what you thought about it, but you don't even spend that much time digesting what you think about it because of like there's nothing, there's no framework for to doing that. And it was just really amazing to learn so much more just from hearing someone else's thoughts and then like saying what your thoughts were. And it was just like, shit, why can't I do this? I mean, I spent so much time like this in the podcast. Why can't I talk to people about this after the end of each podcast? And like I tried referring them to people, and like it was just like chaos trying to get people to like talk to you about a podcast when like 
they've got a different app like they're not they're ready to listen to it when you send it to them so they forget about it if they do listen they'll have forgotten that you sent it to them and it, it's just like this is just really stupid i'm in this whole digital world of work myself why can't people just do this with me yeah so now i'm basically like building an app that lets you share experiences with others and have like a social network around experiencing media together so like the opposite of what it currently is which is all about creating media about yourself which is just not that social like <laughs> as in you think about when you're a kid or something it's it's all the worst parts of being a teenager is, is social media currently it's just like trying to get people to like you and just like anxiety about how much people like you and like this is this is fucked up it's not good for your brain but the good part about being a kid is that you get to spend lots of time with people like doing fun shit and doing stuff together that, that's the that's the part that's social like you should be doing stuff together so this is the idea of the app is to start empowering people to like be fun again and <laughs> that's so, nice. yeah good. i know the first time you told me about it immediately once i heard it i was like wow i totally see the need for that especially i'm a pretty big reader and a lot of my friends aren't big readers so i'm always looking for people to discuss books with and i've looked into these online book clubs and they're a bit tough to manage or just don't mm. really even exist. So when you were talking about having a way or an app to speak about books, podcasts, and other media um, with people who are directly involved, and I know you use um, audio notes and comments and all these cool features to get people talking and socializing, I thought it was a really amazing idea. Can you walk me through a bit of the user experience? If I was to go on the app right now, how would a user myself go and start to um, sync yes, up? In the homepage, you'd see sort of any friends that are actually live right now. So like, if there's someone listening to something, you can see what it is that they're listening to. You can, kind of, you can jump in the room with them and listen. And then at the end, you can kind of you have like five minutes to break out and actually just chat about it and like chat along if you want. Uh, otherwise, you can kind of see what your friends have been listening to like just recently in the last few days. So, I mean, I could have been like when I was running home last night, I could have seen what you'd listened to in the last few days and maybe one of them interests me. I could have listened to that and I like, ready for this conversation. I could have listened to something you just listened to in the last few days. And like, we could have actually spoken about that and it just makes it a lot more intuitive for discovering new things. And then you can kind of subscribe to things with people. So you can make like a shared playlist and then you just get like, a, you'll just see when someone's listening to something off of your shared playlist, you can kind of listen to the same thing. So you can just keep up with each other on stuff that you both want to listen to. Uh, like the first things then like, Later, we're going to start doing things like um, highlights, so you can sort of recommend like the best five minutes or something to someone. So, like you listen to like a two-hour long, two-hour long podcast, but maybe your friend doesn't need to hear the whole thing, but one which is really hilarious or like really insightful is like a useful tip, and like the rest of it goes in different tangents. But you can just like share that useful bit, or you can keep it for yourself just because you want to listen back to that bit and stuff. So, um, that's kind of useful. Uh, groups is we're going to be working on and. Yeah, lots, lots of different things. Uh, just, just trying to talk to users as much as possible to see what's like the biggest priority for them and what solves their biggest problems. So basically, we're just kind of building and iterating as we go rather than trying to like define exactly what we're going to do too much besides the fact of like it's the general vision. We're going for that and how we get there. Who knows? That's awesome. Do you have, so if me and you were listening to a podcast, is there a way we would both listen to it at the same time in the sense of like i yeah yeah on your screen as well yes yeah so we can um currently we haven't facilitated the um co-pausing but uh that should be an option in like two weeks i think once we've 
change the way with your WebSockets. But um, yes, currently you can just jump into a room with someone else that's like listening and just be listening to the same thing at the same time, uh, which is kind of cool. You feel a bit like, oh, whoa. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> you want to listen to anyway. It's like, why not? I know now with COVID and isolation and quarantining, wellness is so important and loneliness and isolation are things that directly affect mental health. Was this something that was top of mind when you were initially creating Syncify in terms of just the connection and wellness aspect or did that kind of come along the way after COVID and you realized, wow, this could actually yeah. solve this problem? It was always, for me, it was always two things in terms of my own problems. One was the education side of it in that you can listen to something by yourself, you just forget it and like you just learn so much more from speaking with other people. But the uh, but that was dual with the social side of it as in like, it's just so much more fun to learn with others anyway and to be doing things with them. So it was always like a mental health side of, okay, I'm kind of lonely. I live in London. I'm busy all day at work. Like sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll go to the pub maybe once a week to see one of my friends of which like there was 30, but like I have time for like one, but like I've got to commute there. We'll have like maybe an hour or two. You don't really get to understand what that person's doing in their life, but they're like, she hasn't seen them in like a year. Then you've got to leave like kind of early to actually commute home. And like, it's not like a f relationship, whereas like that person has the same interest as me. Why can't we just spend time talking about our interests more often? Mm -hmm. And so I, I, I always wanted to help with like my mental health and things. So I just, I just started to feel more lonely whilst I was listening to podcasts. And I was just like, I know my friends like this stuff. And I know I could speak to them about it. It's just going to start to really annoy me. And yeah. Yeah. Well, bond both. Totally. Yeah. Oh. Then coronavirus came along and it was like, shit, why isn't the app out already? For <laughs> fuck's sake. This would be so viral right now. This is so annoying. <laughs> exactly. So big news. I know that you were accepted into the Techstars London um, cohort recently. Can you speak a bit more on that, how that came about and some of the day-to-day -day things that you've been working on with Techstars? Yeah. So... I ran a different business before where we were funded to go to the Accelerator in Hong Kong, where I met the guy who runs the Textiles Accelerator. And so I had him on my podcast and I have spoken to him a few times since. Um, and he did actually, he was one of the people I spoke to kind of the end of last year. He was like, oh, this is a really good idea, Sam. You should probably apply to Techstars. <laughs> and so that, that definitely helped a lot in terms of getting in, in terms of just sort of establishing that, that relationship kind of early. And I, I interviewed, I think, seven or eight Techstars founders in the last few years based on his recommendations. So um, I kind of made a name for myself already in the community, which just really, really helps when you're trying to get into it. Uh, but yeah, because I think like 2,000 people applied, of which only 10 got onto the program. Wow. Um, so impressive. So that, that helps. <laughs> but otherwise, um, it's just like you know, saying what the idea is and why it's got potential uh, clearly, which is really hard. Um, but the more users you talk to, the, the, the better that gets. And so that's kind of what we've been doing on the program is the last, this, this is just coming to the end of the, this thing called Mental Madness, where we speak to a hundred mentors. So like CTOs of businesses, people at VCs, like people that run businesses and things. Just so this morning I was just pitching like 50 minute pitch after 50 minute pitch to a bunch of people. And, and they just like tear you apart. And like, uh, like, well, after the 10 minutes of them, just be like, what the fuck? Why? <laughs> and then you say one thing like, oh, well, that sentence, if you just said that at the start, I would have got it. And so after you've done that so many times, your pitch gets so much quicker and faster and it really, really helps. And then they just, they just pick up on like the, oh, well, why haven't you spoken to a hundred customers yet? Like <laughs> you're an idiot and you need to get traction or you need to define these things. And 
these are the things that are your priorities. She's like, shit, I have to do these right now. And it's just, it's called an accelerator for a reason. It just, you just have so much aura of like speed and <laughs> sleeping is like not that important. Like all the things that you ever normally do, you're just not going to do. You're just working full time. They say at the start, like, just call your, your your family now, say thank you, and say that you're not going to speak to them again for another three months. And <laughs> great, <laughs> yeah, that kind of seems pretty accurate. <laughs> I mean, it was my thirtieth birthday two days ago, and that didn't really really do much. Uh, <laughs> we'll probably do something tomorrow when Mental Madness ends, and um, we get our lives back a little bit. But yeah, it's, it's been really fun. And so they basically try and build you over the three months to kind of get some traction with your product and idea of what the hell you're doing and just prove that you're going to be awesome somehow and then to raise investment so you you have like a demo day and there's like yeah hundreds of investors at the end of it and you pitch to them and hopefully some of them give you money and uh, last year i think all 10 businesses raised on average like a million at the end of the program wow so it's like <laughs> apparently i should be raising a million soon i'm like whoa <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't seem too much off I, maybe we do a smaller round first i don't know <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, is raising on your uh, radar, is that something that you think is necessary? Yeah, definitely. Right. I mean, we're thinking we might just do like a smaller sort of SAIS angel round first now and just um, wait a bit longer to do the bigger raise just so we've got some more time to prove traction. And because like talking to people, we've definitely got like idea market fit. Like every customer, potential customer we speak to, they refer to someone else, they get really passionate about it. So we're pretty sure if we get the app right, it'll be viral. But currently, like we just released like the testing version to the last week, and it was just sort of like it's just not quite functional enough yet. Like the basic feedback is like, oh well, fix this, fix this, fix this, rather than like, oh I'd love it if it was do this. It's more like, oh this is broken. And <laughs> so we're still like fixing like the broken stuff before we get the things where it's kind of awesome. But I'm hoping by the end of this week, the next release will be something that's like usable enough to the point where I can delete my other podcast players. And just focus on this and then we can start like really making the social things like really more compelling and stuff so i'm sure in two months time it's going to be pretty interesting yeah i'm excited to see it and i know that you have a team it's yourself and four others correct yeah currently um growing i mean yesterday we got a new intern just because one of the guys that was working in the office here like quit his job and joined us. He was like, guys, I'm going to work for free for you for a month because I love what you're doing. And we're like, oh, oh okay. Um, it's kind of illegal to work for free, so we're going to have to pay you minimum wage. But you better be not shit. And, um, and if you're not shit, we'll keep you on. And, <laughs> and if you are, then, then bye. <laughs> but yeah, he seems really cool. So that was nice. Yeah, at least clearly he has a vision and Bajan yeah, yeah. has a vision. So yeah, definitely kind of something. Yeah. So how did you find the rest of the team? Was it people that you had known previously or you had this idea? Uh, or speaking yeah, my co-founder I knew. Um, took him a long time to get him on board. Uh, but then otherwise, one guy volunteered for a little bit during when the COVID first started. We were sort of open source as an app and he kind of volunteered coding and um, he was really good. So uh, since we got the funding, we took him on full time and got him to quit his job. Uh, the other one was... It's kind of like he's part working on this and he's part working on my podcast. He's like been my admin for a while and just helps with like editing and general admin stuff, but he's actually quite good at design. So um, he's working on designs and things as well and just generally being kind of useful. So yeah, someone else is a contractor. 
Yeah, so yeah, we've got like a CTA contractor who's been a friend. Who, who was the guy that I was first listening to that book with three years ago, actually, but he's leaving. So he, he's been doing like um, a thesis, which he's just finished. But then it was so good that they've gotten to like write a science paper about it. And that's going so well that he's now been funded like massively to go and do a PhD on this stuff. You know, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> like, <laughs> you just got like a different CTA, but that's life. So constantly things going wrong, but it's okay. Definitely. And I know through your podcast, you've spoken to a lot of American founders as well. How do you think that the ecosystem, the entrepreneurial ecosystem varies from in the UK, from the US? Do you think there are different trends going on or different issues that um, entrepreneurs are looking to solve? I know the US is really growth, growth, growth. Like Yeah, definitely. It's a bit different. So, I mean, if you think about, well, the US are definitely a bit more positive around kind of failure and just a bit more optimistic around things. So every single consumer-based startup, like social media, it's all been America. Like there isn't a UK one at all. And sure, um, normal startups like one in 10 fail, consumer-based sort of social media ones, like, yeah, no, one in 10 succeed. It's more like one in 5,000 succeed. So what we're doing is like ridiculously ambitious and probably just going to fail like almost 100% sure. <laughs> and then people are just like, well, that's just terrible. Let's not do it. Whereas like in America, they're a bit more like, well, yeah, maybe it could work. <laughs> and so it's, it's a bit harder in the UK for sure in terms of getting investment and they really, really need to see a lot more evidence. So it's a bit hard from that side of things and just the way you talk about it. So we had some mentors that were American and like, so sometimes we'd be a bit British about things and we kind of be like, we put ourselves down and be like, oh, I'm going to mess this picture up, but like, you know, whatever, like it's a joke. And they're like, don't say that. Like, I'm immediately discounting you. You should be positive. Like, this is going to be the best pitch ever. And like, well, that sounds kind of American. And like, <laughs> yeah, I'm happy being British and sort of detrimental about all of my skills. Yeah, so. that's really interesting. I think Americans in general, we always have a false sense of positivity in some regards. Yeah. So it's funny to see it translate over the entrepreneurship world. Definitely. But uh, yeah, I really appreciate you taking the time. Like I said, Syncify is something that once you told me, I immediately, my eyes lit up. I'm really excited to try it. And I know you have a wait list going, so I'm definitely going to plug that in the uh, newsletter and in Thanks. the show notes. But the floor is yours if there's anything else that you want to plug or advertise or talk about. Um, well, yeah, and certainly the wait list, the syncifyapp.com. Um, you can connect me like LinkedIn or anything and I'm happy to chat about podcasts or business and give you any advice on, um, yeah, raising, building tech and stuff because uh, plenty of things have gone wrong in the last six months in terms of trying to build a digital app and such. Uh, otherwise, I've, I'm pretty, I don't know how long you have really. I'll discuss existential life problems or uh, <laughs> philosophy. That's always kind of fun. Um, yeah, well, I mean, how long have you been doing this now? Like, what's the end goal for you? So the newsletter I've been writing since June um, started now four months ago. It's grown to up about 260 subscribers so far. And now we're building out this podcast element. For me, this is one of the few things that I kind of started without having a necessary plan. And just I liked writing. Yeah. I liked learning. I wanted to. Yeah, it's nice to do things where you can build the plans you're going along. So for the podcast, it's kind of like, you could have defined it as like my existential unsure what I'm doing with my life, talk to interesting people and maybe they'll help me define <laughs> what I'm doing. Exactly. And, um, 
it was quite helpful for that. Definitely. So obviously the goal of the newsletter eventually is to monetize, whether that's through sponsorships or through, I know Substack offers, you can paywall certain content and offer premium content. Mm. I haven't really thought that far just because from a subscriber standpoint, I'm nowhere near the point of monetization. Yeah. So right now I'm just doing it because I enjoy it. And like I said, I'm working at Bombas and always thinking about some little things on the side. But other than that, just speaking to people like you and building the connections and seeing where it goes. Cool. Yeah, totally. yeah, it's, good. it's good to have it to have. Yeah. And maybe like finding a project you really want to work on or not definitely sure learning helps from the um, job as well mm -hmm. well i appreciate you coming on having this conversation that's it for this week readers listeners if you like what you've seen please let me know by sending me a dm reply to the email like the button on substack whatever feedback you have it's greatly appreciated if there's someone you'd like to see me interview make sure to reach out i will do my best to make that a reality and see you on monday